America's first national park, Yellowstone, is home to the largest concentration of wildlife in the mainland United States. Covering more than 3,400 square miles, this park also contains more than half of the world's hydrothermal features, such as geysers, hot springs, and mud pots. Bears, bison, and countless other animal and plant species in this park all depend on each other and on the climate. National parks have always seemed to be a safe haven for nature, but time has shown that climate change can impact even the most protected ecosystems. This is Green Me. Yellowstone National Park is home to 75% of the world's geysers. These geysers are a system of underground waterways in which water melts on the surface, seeps into the ground, hits a layer of magma, and then quickly rises up to the surface in an explosion that everyone knows and loves. However, rising temperatures are greatly decreasing rainfall in the area, and without rainfall, there's no water to seep underground. The famous Old Faithful Geyser and the Mammoth Hot Springs are both in danger of drying out. In fact, many parks, in fact, many areas of the park are in danger of drought in general. If you listened in on my last episode, you would know how rising temperatures can cause wildfires. The largest documented wildfire in Yellowstone occurred in 1988, when around 50 fires burned 800,000 acres of land, almost a third of the entire park. The hot, dry conditions that set the stage for those fires are nowadays considered the norm. How is this possible in such a short amount of time? Rising temperatures are hitting parks at a faster rate than expected, and parks around the country are in danger of moving over 200 miles south in climate. Now, what does this mean? You know the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee? They are expected to reach the same climate of areas as south as Florida by the end of the century. Yosemite National Park in Central California may be as hot as San Diego, and the Grand Canyon in northern Arizona could become more like the U.S.-Mexico border. And Yellowstone could reach a climate closer to how the Grand Canyon is today. Now, these issues are set... Now, these issues are set for the end of the century, but how is climate change affecting Yellowstone today? As a New Jersey native, I shouldn't be the one to tell you. So, I spoke to people from all corners of the country at Yellowstone National Park. From everyday tourists to environmental activists, I spoke to a bunch of different types of people at the park, and here's what they had to say about how climate change is affecting Yellowstone. Really quick disclaimer, as I'm going back and editing this, I just wanted to let you all know that a lot of these recordings were taken while hiking. Yellowstone is a very mountainous area, so please excuse the wind and occasional panting. So how do you think climate change is affecting parks like Yellowstone? 
Well, one thing we definitely see is the chance of forest fires and a lot of burned down trees. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely see things are getting hotter and there's a risk that a lot of the trees will be burning down mm -hmm. in the future. Um, and I guess it also has an impact on the activities of the geysers. Yeah, the decreased like snow melt on the geysers, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you guys think that climate change is impacting parks like Yellowstone? <laughs> drier and more fires. Yeah, drier and more fires? Definitely. How is climate change? Well, I don't know a lot about Yellowstone. <laughs> okay. I'm from Hawaii. Okay. We live in Washington, but it seems like we drove past the river and uh -huh. they said you used to be able to swim in it. Now you can't because the water levels are higher. Yeah, definitely. So ocean expansion from yeah. global warming, you know, heat causes the water molecules to expand. So definitely. I host a podcast about the environment and I was going to ask what, what do you think or how do you think climate change is affecting parks like Yellowstone? We see that all the time, actually, um, specifically up there with the um, steamboat geyser used to react about every 10 to 15 years, but now it's happening every 27 and 31 days. Uh -huh. So we see everything that's accelerating everything around us and uh, it won't be too much longer before, personally, I think all this is like gone and out of here. So mm -hmm. okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now, those were just a few of the people and perspectives that I recorded, but I just wanted to cut in to talk about the steamboat geyser. This geyser shoots water higher than any other active geyser in the world, around 300 feet. This geyser's activity seemingly contradicts with what I was saying earlier about geysers. If geysers are risking drying out, then why would the steamboat suddenly start erupting more frequently after being dormant for almost three years? No other dormant geysers around the steamboat have suddenly restarted. The temperature of the groundwater below this geyser has not drastically increased. So why is it suddenly erupting more often? The steamboat reawakening remains a mystery, along with its connection to climate change. However, scientists do know that this increase in eruptions has something to do with the internal processes beneath the geyser and how they're changing. I wasn't really satisfied with this issue being a mystery, so I decided to talk to more people around the park about geysers. I've been reading a lot recently about how the decreased snowpack in the area is like, or how it's being caused by global warming. So how would you say that's affecting some of the geysers here at Yellowstone? Well, we don't know that it is affecting the geysers yet. Mm -hmm. The This year, the the area had an average amount of snowfall it just stopped earlier in the year okay so the amount of total snowfall was the same mm -hmm. the water goes down about a half a mile before it gets heated up enough to feed the geysers uh -huh. okay so that's over a period of years mm -hmm. now they are saying if there's with global warming if there's more and more drought so uh -huh. for sure summers are getting longer yeah. and hotter mm -hmm. what that's going to mean is less forest which we've got 80 percent of now and more open land reason being all the trees that you see here were planted by the 1988 fire when it burned through mm -hmm. so they have two kind of pine cones one is a regular kind of pine cone that opens after two years but the other is a serotonous cone it's covered in like a wax mm -hmm. and the only thing that makes it open is fire mm -hmm. 
So then all those seeds were dropped, right? Yeah. But in general, the yeah, trees have to be pretty mature before they start to produce a lot of serotonous cones. Mm -hmm. When they're little, they just produce the regular cones. Yeah. So if you have fires that come on top of each other, mm -hmm. then you'll wipe out the serotonous cones. Yeah. And it'll go from forest to meadow. So that's what they anticipate, is that there'll be a lot more meadow and a lot less forest. Okay. Because Thank you. of repeated fires. Thank you. That was very insightful. From forest fires to drought to accelerating geysers, there are so many ways that Yellowstone is changing. And with that comes a variety of information that people just happen to know. So it's important to stay informed. I hope you learned something new. Thanks for listening in on this episode of Green Me.